we're live hello how are you doing how's everyone doing how are you doing sean how's hello, everyone, everyone doing <laughs> hello how's it going that seems to be the only <laughs> have, word i can come up with today <laughs> have, have we said that enough already no i'm kidding uh so uh, welcome to this podcast does not have a name episode 13 and uh it's for december 29th of 2021 the last one of the year chris i believe so, so. <laughs> it should I, be I, I know so <laughs> you know so <laughs> yes i know so so i guess where should we start uh obviously it's not going to be a very busy news week because the holidays but i guess we can start with holidays how's how's your holidays or lack thereof chris lack thereof that's what it was okay, i don't celebrate weird. i'm not someone who celebrates holidays and things like that so as long as i'm left pretty much alone then it was a good holiday i did you know spend spend a bunch of money or and got a bunch of stuff for myself so i guess it was good my super saiyan 3 goku sh figure arts came in Ooh, nice you'll have to show that off with a sometime. bunch of other stuff so lots of drag new dragon ball stuff and oh yeah uh i did a I guess it would be kind of like for the holiday-ish season. They released like the four new SH figure arts for pre-order on Big Bag Toy Store. And the day they went up, like for the Dragon Ball ones, and the day they went up, their site couldn't handle like, I guess there's lots of other stuff probably going up for pre-order as well around the same time. And their site started crashing and couldn't stay up. And I was getting upset that I couldn't pre-order the things that might have disappeared because they finally did a kind of a re-release not re-release but a new ultimate gohan action figure and i wanted to get him since i don't have that figure <laughs> so i was like i need this one i need to get my hands on this one <laughs> i'll get all of them but i want this one <laughs> i don't care about the others as much as this <laughs> what are the other three options vegeta's new outfit piccolo's new out new version and goku so ones you already have yeah, but the different variants. So Vegeta has now a black outfit with gray boots and gloves. Piccolo's got a slightly, uh, I think, a darker purple outfit with a, I think it's a blue belt. So different variants on his outfit, and his boots are a little di shaped differently. They're more like modern style boots, like rounded at the tips, mm -hmm. instead of you know his original, which looked more pointed. And then Goku's Goku. His gi, I think the orange looks a little different than his other ones, but it's still Goku. I was so, going to ask, is it gi or G? Because I, I, I go back and forth. I don't know how to I always say, it. I personally always say gi. I never say G. I don't know. I've never heard anyone <laughs> refer to it as a, as a G. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. G for Goku. I guess. <laughs> oh, uh, they did show in the new trailer for the Dragon Ball movie. Uh, Gohan's hair is starting to look a little bit more like Goku's because he's growing his hair out. So it's starting to kind of fall into place like Goku. So <laughs> Dragon Ball movie, like the the one comes Dragon like, Ball comes Super after... Superhero. Yes. The one about superheroes okay. who are apparently androids now. Hmm. And being created. You know that short little guy? If you've seen the trailer, that short little guy that's kind of pudgy who kind of, I guess, kind of looks like a pudgy version of... No? Did you no. not watch the trailer? No. <laughs> okay, fine. I thought you would have watched Sorry to burst your bubble. No, because I think you're talking about the the video game 
thing, right? Or no, the I movie. Mistaken? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Oh, no, no, okay. I did watch a trailer. I thought, in my mind, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is like a trailer for a video game, it seems like, just because it's so off the wall and like not normal for the normal storyline. You know what I mean? You mean CG? <laughs> no, no. Just like, as you were saying, like all these superheroes and all this shit. I'm like, this, this seems like a video game movie, not so much like a you know one-off movie like the frieza one or the or god of destruction one or the uh broly one it seems like really bizarre compared to the other ones in yeah, terms of like what's going on i don't know exactly what's going on other than the red roman army are back again again yeah they're back again they found another scientist that can make androids just like dr willow and dr uh jero so here's the third scientist working for them that they had squirreled away somewhere that hates, I guess, maybe Goku for some reason, or they have a different plan for making android superheroes. Maybe they're actually trying to be legit. I doubt it because it's Red Ribbon Army. <laughs> so, but whatever. Eh, but yeah, holidays, I didn't do much. Okay. Just kind of... Well even though i knew the answer I, I think the question was still worth asking for the viewers if no one else just to kind of get a glimpse into your life a little bit you know that's all so yeah yeah you i was gonna say and you <laughs> so uh i didn't do much i did do some uh i did go see my dad i stayed over at his house um i didn't ha have not seen him for like two years now because of covid simply because i didn't want to infect him because yeah he's old but also because he's been smoking his whole life so he only has half a lung now because of operations because mm. of cancer so me giving him a respiratory virus is not the smartest idea but i felt safe now because like three or four days before i went to see him at work we got everyone was was uh you know, doing rapid tests. They just gave us out rapid tests. So I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll take one. And yeah, of course it came back negative, but it still it still put me, you know, in a good position. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, I might as well go see him because I, I know I'm safe and I haven't seen him for a couple of years. So yeah, I went I went over for a whole day. Um yeah, you know, he does you know they don't really do the whole christmas tree at my dad's and stepmom's house or anything like that so like no christmas holidays but the food was good at least so there was that um i drove back the next day I, when i was at his house i'm gonna kind of interrupt myself all i brought was like my phone and my switch and i you know i just completed metroid so my switch my next switch game i didn't want to do breath of the wild quite yet because i know how big that was so i'm like okay let me try mario odyssey because i just got that for sale mm -hmm. or on sale as I told you already, Chris, Mario Odyssey, for lack of a better word, feels very odd <laughs> you know, for a Mario game. You know, it's like compared to Mario 64, Mario seems to have like lost like at least half of his moves from his moveset from that game. So he's he's gained the cap thing. But it seems like it's to me, it seems like it's more almost of a Kirby game because you're, you're like you're taking over enemies like Kirby's like, you know, swallows them and gets their powers. Mario just like takes them over like straight up or becomes like things are that are inanimate. Like the first thing I think you take over is like a lampshade and you turn into electricity and you travel along the line to the next world. I'm like, this seems really strange for a Mario game. What do you think of the extra set extra essential 
how do you say that word what the uh the first cut scene when you take over the frog and just the view of you going into the frog and like how horrible it is yes for you and ah, the frog. <laughs> it's it's like the vortex and like you yeah it's like god damn like there's mind control in this game mario's a savage so is cappy he just he just throws his hat it takes over your your mind essentially and, mm. I think, and sprouts a mustache yeah on whatever you are <laughs> everything so, gets a mustache <laughs> It it's good. I just there's there's some things like okay. So I went to the first two worlds, and I, I and I had to look this up to confirm it. Even though I was pretty sure I found out myself. So until you beat the game, you cannot get all the moons from mm. every world. I had no idea. So like I was like running around and like there's there's Toad in every world. You can pay him fifty coins to t for him to tell you where a random moon is. Or there's also the pair who tells you like just like a random moon, just like it, here it exists, go find it. And they both said, "Oh, I have no more hints." So I completely exhausted the, the first two. Worlds. I'm like, "This is, this is stupid." The the completionist inside of me is screaming because I have to like move on. I have to. There's no choice. So yep. it's kind it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get, get back to it. You get the rest of them unlocked after you beat the game. And I hate that because. <laughs> to me, to me, I, I'd rather min max my time because I'm, I'm a min maxer. Even when it comes to real life, I want to stick in the world so I know. Okay, I've been here. I, I've done this. You know, I kind of like mentally, I keep track of where I've been. If I had to go through all the worlds and then go back, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have that advantage. I'm not gonna remember where where I've been. So it's it's kind of almost like I had to start from scratch again in terms of did I get this moon? Did I not get this moon? So I'm not sure why. Like the first stage, especially, is very small, so I'm not sure like why new moons would appear randomly. But I'm, well, like, it, it, there's a bit of story, and even after you're done the new the game, there are like like two more locations that do open up after the end game that you don't have to do. So there is more post game stuff and a reason why there are new moons and such that open up everywhere. So okay, there is stuff like that even though for story wise you don't go back. You don't have to go back to do, to do these. You, there is kind of you know end game stuff to go back for. So it, and mm -hmm. I think it opens up at least almost fifty percent more moons everywhere. I don't know oh, exactly. Wow. There's there's a lot of moons in the uh, game. Yeah, there's a thousand apparently. Yeah, there's a lot. So <laughs> it's it's actually worse than Breath of the Wild. So I'm like, I avoided Breath of the Wild because I wanted to get the all the that was it nine hundred seeds on stream. Yeah, and now I'm like, God damn, I'm playing this Mario game. It's like a thousand moons. So, what did I get myself into? So I think in just in general, as you go through the game, you will get more moons than you will get Korok seeds. I th I am guessing about yeah. bullshit some of them are. Although there. a lot a lot of the the bundle moons like. A bundle of three you get from like story like events, bosses, stuff, yeah. and bosses, yeah. So it's not you don't have to do a thousand different things, but there are there yeah. are a thousand moons on them nonetheless. So yeah, so that's what I did. I then I drove back on Christmas Day. So I, I drove to his house Christmas Eve, like morningish around noon, maybe. Drove back in the afternoon when it was like already dark. Mm. <clears throat> and then Boxing Day, um. Let's see. I only got so okay. So up until now, I've had an iPhone six, and just just for context, right now the newest iPhone is iPhone thirteen. So I've been on the six for like, I don't, when did the six come out? Like I don't know, a while ago. <laughs> I, I want to say like five or six years now, maybe longer. Oh no, 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 it should be about that. So then, someone at work, um, 
was telling me, oh, you know, you should go see Fido, which is a service provider in Canada here for for cell phones. You know, they're like, oh, he offers they offer really good deals because I t- he asked me how much am I paying for my plan a month. I said fifty bucks, right? He says, well, they can give you a free phone basically for that price. So I did go over to the Fido unboxing day. I was like one of the first people. I wasn't like lining up. I was just like, you know, the mall's like across from where I live, so I just walked over, and I said, yeah, you know, I'm I'm interested and. You know, I, I played with Blue uh, Blue Stacks, I think it's called, on the PC. So I tested out the Android environment. I'm like, wow, I actually like the Android environment. It's a lot better than the iPhone, for me at least. Mm. Um, so I said, yeah. Like, I was just browsing. I wasn't really looking to buy. I was just like, it was more of a curiosity thing. But then the guy comes up to me. He's like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, oh, hey, it says here the Android 21, which is like the flagship model for the Galaxy. Sorry, yeah. Android Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy 21. There you go. I swear I'll get the name correct. So the Galaxy 21 is like the flagship right now of of the Galaxies. I'm like, oh, like I had to pay 20 bucks a month for only two years? Because if you do the math... You mean 20 on top of whatever your, whatever your plan is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you do the math, that's 240 a year. So double that, 480 So less than $500, you can buy the phone over two years. And the phone itself costs like 1400 Canadian. So I, I was like flabbergasted. I'm like... So I can get twenty dollars plus the plan. He's like, yes, and he was, he's like, oh, since since you would be a new Fido customer because I wasn't with them, I can offer you this plan. It originally would cost fifty dollars, but now it's going to cost forty dollars for you. And it was more data than I, what I had for my fifty dollar plan at the guy I was at. So basically, I got more for less. So I forty dollars plus twenty. I'm paying ten dollars more per month than what I was paying, and I got this new. <laughs> This new Galaxy 21. It's like, and I told them, like, how how are you guys making money off of this? The they're like, I don't know. I don't know how our company makes money off of this, but I guess the plans. Right, but... so you get the 21. I yeah, just so, got the Samsung Note 20 or 20 so yeah, Ultra. <laughs> I got the 21, and apparently they only had two of these in stock at the location I was at because of the chip shortage. So, hmm. you know, I would take it because my iPhone 6. I don't want to say was was broken like i take very good care of my technology like that was, my iphone 6 was the third phone i've ever had in my life this is the fourth and i went from a flip phone a motorola razor 2 that was my first phone to an iphone 4 and i had to upgrade because my iphone 4 died because one of the ios is like made it like super slow like slow to the point i couldn't even use it like it would take like minutes to open like the web browser like safari i think so i went from the four to the six and I didn't really need to upgrade, but I don't know. Like the six is starting to show signs that it would die. I've already had to replace my iPhone six battery once because, like, it would like the battery wouldn't even last like half of a day. You know, I've had to like do like odds and ends like that for my iPhone six. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll switch to an Android. See how much I like it. So yeah, so far so good. I uh, it's a pain in the ass having to read down. Well, not read down the apps, but remembering which apps I need and the passwords for everything. It's a pain in the ass. So I haven't been doing it all at once. I've been kind of like doing like a few apps per day just so I don't spend like all my whole day doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because you're, so, you're changing from iPhone to Android. So you don't have yeah. to. So, yeah. So I just got the Note 20 and it's like, oh, you you already use uh, Samsung. We'll just port all the stuff over for you. Like, oh, mm-hmm. hell yeah. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier. I just have to sign into a couple things and I'm done. Yeah. My biggest complaint is that it didn't come with a power cable. Like, it came with a cable, but not, like, something you could plug into your wall. That's weird. So, 
So I had to buy that separately for 20 bucks the next day because I couldn't charge my phone. And then the cable that they get, did give me was a USB-C to a USB-C. So I'm like, <laughs> how, am I, how am I supposed to connect this to my computer? I can't. Right now, I can't connect it to my computer. So, Chris, you just mentioned this is this is a question. I wasn't going to pose it to you today, but since you already brought it up, how do you back up your Samsung? Because for Apple, you just use iTunes and it backs up to the cloud or your hard drive. But how do you back up your Sam- Samsung? No. Well, <laughs> you did it because you said like it offered you to import from your well, old yeah, one to your new one. Well, yeah, because I signed into my Samsung account and it's like, oh, you've got this, so we'll. You have your phone okay. next to you, so we'll just wirelessly bring it over from your old phone. Everything you oh, have. Oh, nice. Okay. So yeah, it, I, I... there is a way with your Samsung account, I think, to update to the cloud, but I don't care. I'm not dumb with my stuff. I'm not going to be accidentally deleting stuff. If I delete mm-hmm. it, I know I'm deleting it. So I don't like, I don't use cloud uh, backup stuff unless it's automatically done. Right. So I already have my phone there, so it's just ported everything over. But it's weird that yours didn't come with the proper like charging cable. Apparently, that's a new thing with the twenty ones. That's that's what the guy at the kiosk said. So apparently, with the twenty ones, they I they're like too cheap to include something to plug into the wall. But too cheap whatever. to include a like what would cost the company like less than a dollar. <laughs> yep. To, yep. To put it. <laughs> and again, I'm not a big fan of the USB C to USB C. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to plug that into my laptop or my yeah, computer got... or whatever? Mine came with, I think, USB-C to, uh, what do you call it, USB. And then it had the wall kind of port thing. So yeah, I could just yeah. plug it in that way. It was a short I'm cable, sure, but it was still something. I'm sure I could buy one off of, one of those off Amazon, no problem, which I probably will, but I don't need that right now, so I'll just hold off. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. the last thing I did on Boxing Day, by the way, I should explain this for anyone else. So Boxing Day in Canada, um, Technically, technically is a stat holiday, at least in Ontario, Chris. I'm not sure over there, but in Ontario, we got paid for it. It's the day after Christmas. It's existed before Black Friday. And essentially, it was our version of Black Friday. But Black Friday has become really prevalent with like globalization and like online stores that basically Black Friday, even in Canada, is now the best way to save money, like the best day of the year. But but we saw Boxing Day. And the idea behind Boxing Day, originally at least, was that, uh, you know, People wanted to use their Christmas money or gift cards that they got for Christmas like as soon as possible, so the businesses would compete against each other, and that's why the prices are so low. Well, I know black... technically, Boxing Day was the first day after the holidays in which sports would begin, so they'd have a boxing match for all the sports fanatics. That's why it's called Boxing Day. Did not know that, but there might be another I... reason, but that's the reason I know, which happened before the whole Boxing Day sales. <laughs> I think I think that's like more so the, the the name more so than like what it actually is now though. Is, well, what is it is what now, yeah, it's different. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's more so the origin. <laughs> but yeah, like what it is now is what I said. But uh, yeah, so I went to Walmart and I kind of I, I had I spent my Christmas mo- money on this monstrosity behind me. I don't have any place to put it, but I might return it. So, oh, you're gonna return. It's a it's a fifty five, it's it, okay. It's a fifty five inch four K TV, but it's by RCA. So yeah. RCA is a really shit brand, but finding a fifty five inch television that's four K for less than four hundred dollars before tax, good luck, you know. So 
I might return it. That's why it's still in the box. Plus, I have nowhere to put it. I have absolutely nowhere to put it. Right? I could put it here, but like I need a desk. I can't put it on the ground, obviously. And then I like I have everything here in front of me, including my my internet modem. So I I don't know how. Like I want to put hook my consoles up to there at the very least, and I don't know how I do that. Like I'd have to like, what like do I like run a do I buy like better or not better but like longer Ethernet cords or do I do wireless because I've tried wireless everything and like all the signals are interfering with each other like including like my wireless headset sometimes mm. the audio would just cut off and I find that super annoying it happened frequently enough that I switched uh, to wired for everything except well except for one or two things because the signals won't you know interfere so yeah that was that was my christmas day and my boxing day uh, i have to go back to work today and i go back to work tomorrow and i'm off for like until the fourth so and today was like not not a half half day it was like a little over a half day and t- tomorrow's probably gonna be like less than a half day so yeah um i did have to go to work but it wasn't too bad so yeah that, that was that was my week um so yeah i played mario odyssey my dad and then i i just had an itch even though we've talked about this game on our podcast a lot, Chris, I, I just had a, I just had an itch. Oh, before you get get into that, um, mm-hmm. so I I mentioned last week or yeah last week on the podcast I saw Spider Man, I saw Matrix as well, but I did not make the same mistake. So as I said on the, on the last podcast, uh, even though my online things show me that like, you know. The, the seats around me were safe. No, there's like people around me. So now I'm I said, you know what? Screw it. So I mentioned I drove I drove back to my place on Christmas Day. So it was a very spur of the moment thing. I'm just like, oh, I'm just out of curiosity. Like, like, are they showing the Matrix on Christmas? Oh, they are. And I thought to myself, Christmas night would probably be the perfect day in terms of safety, specifically, to go watch a movie. So I did. I went, I just a very spur of the moment thing. I saw Matrix Resurrections on Christmas Day, on Christmas night, I should say. Uh, pretty safe. The theater was like maybe ten to twenty people, but like the area I was in was like no one, absolutely no one around me. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about that movie. I'm not sure what to think, honestly. I, I still need time to process what happened to it. Like, Obviously, I can't say anything. <laughs> I can't say how I really feel because that would kind of give away the plot. So I can't really say much more than that. I heard a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, That's it's all scored, I heard. So <laughs> it scored slightly higher. On Ron Tomatoes than the combined trilogy, so um, I still the first movie, the first Matrix movie, is still my all, one of my all time favorite movies, like top three, definitely. So there's that. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely better than the last Matrix movie. I'll, I'll say that much. But it feels very bizarre, obviously, because if you've seen the trailers, you know I don't have to you know beat around the bush for trailers. I I, don't, I wouldn't think, but yeah. The name Resurrection is like how did how did he survive? How did how did Trinity survive the last movie? And it's been like what seventeen years since the last two Matrix movies. So if those are spoilers for you, I apologize. But again, seventeen years I think I think is a pretty safe amount of time. Can you tell but me yeah. that someone gets resurrected? Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my exactly. god! <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's 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 strange. It's very strange. It doesn't feel like the other Matrix movies. It's I'm still processing it. I don't want to say I hate it, but I don't want to say I I loved it. Hmm. But I don't want to say I dislike it, and I don't want to say I liked it. I I really don't know. It's it's really strange. I need time to think still. 
and talk to other people about it probably once people more people have seen it yeah and then as i said i play i was playing marvel's avengers that's really been taking up my free time the last like three or four days um i beat the i beat the campaign it was a really good story i enjoyed it i'm doing the end game stuff now um i'm just focusing on one hero and making them super powerful and yeah i basically so there's like a level system and all the all leveling up does for you is like give you a skill point and then there's like a gear system like gear score so like i've been focusing on gear score obviously because that's where they that's how you get your power and yeah it's uh i'm almost at max gear score now like i've been, I've been really pushing it and they had a rework of the whole gear system so it's not as hard as it used to be um i'll, I'll get sick of the end game eventually but for now i'm having fun with it i'm just in for the achievements once i get all the achievements i'm out i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this endlessly for the rest of my life you know no. I just no. I mean, I don't think the game will last that long. No, <laughs> personally, it definitely won't. Definitely won't. And yeah, so I've been playing some Avengers. Uh, I I foresee myself playing it for maybe another week or two. I'm not like kind of like hardcore like I have in the last few days, but yeah. Uh, then last night on stream on my channel, we me and Mandy. Shout outs to Mandy. I see her in the chat, so shout outs to you. Um, we've been playing it. It takes two. And it's been really fun. My my laptop is a piece of shit though, and I cannot play that game properly, let alone stream it. So like, there's a lot of frame rate drops, which sucks. It's it's not a it's not a stream thing. It's it's my computer being a piece thing. Mm. So not much I can do. But I'm still having fun with it. It's still fun playing with her. So yeah, that's all I've been up to. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking I, about getting a new desk here, and then something behind me for that TV. But one thing at a time. I'm, I'm, I. It's in the box. I want to maybe return it. It's not too late, so we'll see. That's good. Uh, I guess I could continue. Uh, where I haven't really done anything this week. Oh, did I interrupt you? No, we we okay. went to holiday stuff, and I didn't do much for that, so I pass it on to you. And then okay. you went into your week right after that, so yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> continue my week. Yeah, it's no big deal. Uh, but I played a bit, or I did last night, and I think another night this week. Some more of my Pokemon run. Went up against the Elite Four. Oh no! Yeah, it went about as well as you'd think. Because all, I... all of my Pokemon were five to fifteen levels higher than the Elite Four. And all of my highest level Pokemon, you know, the ones that shouldn't be dying, almost got one shot from ev like every single they I would go against them, they'd throw an attack that would be like neutral or maybe super effective, but it doesn't matter what attack they would use against me, seventy five to eighty percent of their health would disappear. Damn. And then I'd heal, then they'd do that same attack again, I'd heal, they'd do it again. So I'm like, fine, I'll swap out for Pokemon that's strong against that attack, but, and then they, instead of using that attack again, they'd swap, they would then use a move that's strong against the Pokemon I just swapped out, without knowing I would swap out to that Pokemon. Almost like as if it's reading my inputs. Yeah. And then my Gyarados fucking died. Ugh, and then I got super depressed, and that was the end of the fucking round. Yeah, you know what? I actually knew that because I popped on your stream like once you were done streaming. I'm like, oh, I wonder how far Chris got. And I saw, I jumped to the end. I saw all the Pokemon on, 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 on your Twitch. Like you, got, you have a little screen showing the Pokemon and their names. They're all different. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I, 
I know yeah. exactly what happened. That Gyarados, sucks. I believe, went first, and then I don't know who's second, but my Bronzog didn't last much longer after that, and neither did my uh, Graveler. Oh, not Graveler. Golem. They all fucking went. My three biggest, strongest Pokemon are dead. I don't know if I'm going to continue the Nuzlocke, because I'd have to re-grind out more mm -hmm. Pokemon at higher levels than they were at. So I'm thinking level 80s, just to maybe survive. And I don't think I'm going to do that, because I'll take how many, like, how long just to grind that out before I attempt again. So I was going to I was gonna ask you what you're going to do, but you answered that question already. But another thing I was going to ask you was, under your personal Nuzlocke conditions, because I know everyone is different, do you consider a total party wipe, like what happened to you, like a game over? Like, that's it? I'm not, like, probably going to, because I don't feel like re-grinding out just to beat the Elite Four and hope mm -hmm. that they all survive again. Or the Elite Four plus Cynthia, who Cynthia is a fucking beast. Her spirit tome, or spirit tomb, and I think, does she have a guard chomp, or is guard chomp the fourth gym leader? Either way, their last teams are devastating as well, like even worse than the others. So, and each it's... one, as you would expect, has at least one Pokemon that's just throws something for your entire team for loot. So, like, I didn't think Heracross was going to be such a big deal, but he had one fucking move that no matter what hit my guys for 70, 80, 70, 75% of damage. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. what Pokemon I threw out. So, yep. Uh... Rip the run. I, if I continue, it's just going to be casual playthrough and doing whatever right. else, but I don't think I'm regrinding out for the Nuzlocke. Nuzlocke is dead. That sucks. I'm sorry, you're so close. That You, you did such a good job up until that point. But yep. it's so strange to me. Pokemon games have never been hard until the very end, and then they punish you, basically, for like not being over-leveled the whole game. You, you know what I mean? It's like, easy, 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 yeah. easy, easy. I saw okay. a challenge Easy, for... easy, hard. I saw a challenge for some Nuzlocks where you only keep your Pokemon around maybe five or ten levels higher than everyone. Like, how the hell are you supposed to do that against the Elite Four? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> You'd have to, like, scout their team and know their layout, or lineup, I mean, and then specifically build around that, which is kind of cheating if you've never played the game before in a way, isn't it? For Nuzlocke well, yeah, round. but if you're doing Nuzlocke, it, it, it makes sense. But still, like, I had my boys, and like you are saying, the rest of the game was a cakewalk. I even went up, you know, going up against your, I guess, quote, rival at the right before the Elite Four, and I steamrolled them. And then I'm like, oh, well, this is easy. The Elite Four will be nothing, right? And then they get the fucking bug Pokemon almost killed my fire type uh, when on their second Pokemon, the fucking Heracross. So, yeah. Well, that runs down. I'll just talk through casually because um, I can then just go to the end game stuff and see what's open there. So, so you're gonna put King Kong or Kong back on your team? Yeah, whoever you're... whoever I need to throw back on there. My Burning Kong. Yeah, Burning Kong. My Godzilla reference. If you don't know. <laughs> so anything else for you this um, week? I watched. I started. I continued watching uh, season three of uh, Fruits Basket. It's a show right. that I watched like the first two seasons when they came out, and kind of put off doing season three because of how season two ended. This is a really good, fun show to watch. It's also 
very depressing <laughs> to watch. It, it so is, the perfect, the perfect thing to watch during the holidays. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> like it doesn't really have anything to do with holidays, but kind of a little bit to do with the end of the year, in a way. If you know the I story. I was just being sarcastic. I wasn't being serious. <laughs> I know, but in terms of the story, it actually does have a lot to do with uh, the Zodiacs and the end of the year. So, uh, but yeah, it's. I didn't think this last season would be so depressing. I'm. It's more likely going to end on a good note, but holy crap, <laughs> it's just rough getting through, getting through. Because I watched the original show and it was really awesome, like the original animation, and them doing this and continuing where it left off and where the manga continues is threw me for a big loop the end of season two because they dropped something on me like what holy shit you can't be serious <laughs> right so but yeah it's been good that's really all i've done was that i'm trying to take some time off to just relax for my days off or the two extra days off I get this year. Only two? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Damn. I actually get New Year or New Year's Eve off this year. Oh wow. They they thought to bless me with one uh, extra day off. Because the company's <laughs> a fucking cheapskate. How many uh weeks off do you get a year? This year Paid. for this next year coming off five. Nice. Nice. So but still <laughs> wasn't for that we get nothing wasn't for the union you lose you get nothing good day sir right <laughs> jokes aside yeah they would they would only give us whatever the government told them they had to you know that <laughs> yeah so anyway yep anyway that's pretty much it that's it that's it <laughs> okay well chris should uh should we do the news or do we want to do the other thing that we were talking about first uh let's do news and we can end on something a little bit nicer at the end okay so this is a very light music i think possibly our lightest one due to the I, holidays no surprise i think so even if we went back to old new stuff if we want to talk about it it still wouldn't be as much news so or news that we feel like speaking about so yeah uh i guess you know i'll just start with a very uh quick I guess not a really quick one, but one that you posted, oh. uh, which I thought, I think I'm going to talk about because it's kind of funny. Not funny for the people who got scammed, but funny that people got scammed knowing how blatant it was. Um, Twitch co-founder got, uh, his Discord got hacked and uh, roughly $155,000 worth of, not Bitcoin, but the coin service they were using, stolen, not stolen but taken from users in the discord so to get into it more justin khan uh set up a new website called fractal and it was supposed to be a new marketplace where you could buy and sell uh in-game nfts and stuff like that you know i guess you know why not try and get into the markets if you're a businessman right yada yada and they're, uh, I guess, uh, one of the bots on the, on the, sorry, give me a sec. One of the bots on the Discord, <laughs> my, my, my 
mine just kind of pooped out there for a second. Uh, one of the bots on the Discord started advertising that they're going to be dropping 3,333 NFTs, at, at which linked to a website called Fractai, not Fractal. Very clear distinction there. And they scammed a, a, about 3,000. No. Yeah. No. That's they got three thousand two hundred and ninety-four NFTs before it got shut down. Huh. It's almost all of them. Almost and, all of them. Yes. And just 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 for the audience who's listening, in case you haven't noticed, fractal fracti, it's like it's because the uppercase I and the lowercase L looks like the same letter, so that's why people got confused. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's like the oldest oldest scam in the book where you go to like oh I, I know just <laughs> just so people realize yeah. why you know it everyone may not have like caught on immediately to just kind of put point that out just in case but, yeah you know. it's like looking at those emails and like just i guess nowadays you let you like hover over your mouse over a link and it'll pop up the link address you know that's not the same link address yeah like <laughs> you know but yeah it um the the apparently scam about 373 uh, members of this like over 100 is it 100,000 uh, members yeah 100,000 members in the uh, discord uh, out of uh, their coins or soul I think they were they were using roughly 800 soul I don't know what soul is I don't use I only know it's... like a couple of bitcoin or coin uh currencies so soul is a resource in hollow knight you can use to cast magic spells thank you <laughs> you're welcome well i didn't know <laughs> they could turn that into an nft or into, yes uh a coin currency but yeah uh this is really ridiculous <laughs> this came up yeah. like i think right after or as we were doing the podcast last week i believe because this popped up like right away after we ended you're like oh new news I'm like oh that was pretty fast yeah, it's it's I don't know. N NFTs are just it is, well, but you see how crazy some people are to get on to try and be some of the one percent of people who have anything that's worth value. <laughs> I think, and I have no evidence to back this up, just personal opinion. But I think NFTs are just a fad, and they're gonna they're gonna fade away. Not I don't know when, but it's not gonna last forever. I think we'll look back on this like we do, even though it's not the same industry like at loot box and then say what the fuck were people thinking yeah uh it's it's the same thing as like with cryptocurrency where all the crypto bros would, would come out and start defending with their life cryptocurrencies even though they have no reason to think the crypto will explode except for one of them that did and if you weren't on the ground floor of that you're not making any money is that dogecoin <laughs> that would be bitcoin it's not dogecoin which uh which is actually being put into which now gamestop is actually going to be effect, uh taking Chris, as a currency i put all my life savings in the wrong coin god damn it well you know <laughs> don't worry don't worry sean you will still be able to take your dogecoins and go to and go to thing places like uh gamestop and buy video games with them Okay. Did you know that? So, I did not. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I should have put it in the news. Yes. GameStop is no, accepting. I, no, no, no. I do. I was just oh, being sarcastic. Oh, you do know? Okay. Yeah. I thought no, maybe I was, you didn't know. I was just being sarcastic. Yeah. No, I, GameStop I, yeah. Is, is going to be taking cryptocurrencies to buy video games. <laughs> like, they're not even accepting they're, real money anymore. They're accepting... like what happened? Like they're they're on track on like dying, and then and then the whole meme, meme market saved them, and now they're like on life support for like a year. Or whatever yeah, they're they're gonna be on life support, but this is just another thing for them to dip. Remember, remember when they were dying also before, and then they decided to try and get into the uh, collectible retro gaming market. And then people started talking about how they were getting. You didn't hear about this? No, uh, okay. I, I may I may have heard of it, but I have, it, it, I it's been, it was a few years ago at least. But they decided to put, make this push into you know, remember when they started up and you know when they came here, they were break they're taking in all sorts of game consoles and video games, right? And then they stopped doing that for more to more pushing into the modern console gaming. So get rid of all the old stuff. We don't want it. But they had all these old games. A few years ago, they started making a more bigger push into the retro gaming market again. And, you know, making these videos showing, oh, yeah, we got these these uh, places set up in a couple places in the U.S. where we'll take all the old game consoles and games and we're going to clean them up and we'll put them on our website and resell them. And then people started getting scammed on the really, really rare Nintendo games. Like huh. Flintstone at, or is it Danger at Dinosaur Peak or something? Yeah, like? that's that that game was not available to the public. In case anyone doesn't know, you could only rent it at Blockbuster. Yep. that is it. That's the only way. It's you a can reason it, play it's that rare. Game but back yeah, in the day. they um th that one and a couple other games that people like got them from the GameStop and like made videos of them oh, turning it over, going, "This is fake," or like opening it, opening it up, you know, saying the, these screws don't look right. What's wrong? And then open up, go. This is a fake board. This is oh, wow. a proper board. Like this is a. Uh, I may be wrong on this, but something like you know that this was a. They used a an old like sports game, like a very common sports game on the NES, and just wiped it and put the Flintstone ROM on it or something like that. It's like we know that this isn't the proper board. <laughs> like you scammed us, and but GameStop was scammed. <laughs> you know right. like, so like they, they scammed the customer without knowing they themselves got scammed or not knowing right. because the people who are cleaning it don't know that these are not the pro the real games or that the people who are supposed to be pricing these and that don't know the either the prices of these games or don't know they're fake stuff like that or don't know that they have reproduction labels on them if there are certain games right because a repro label if it's supposed it should say on the label you know reproduction so people know because yeah. some people don't care if it's a reproduction label right but people do and there are people who will put a repro label on but not have it labeled as repro which makes it kind of fake <laughs> you know it's even worse on that sense but right. yeah they, they get in hot water for a lot of that like i've seen a few people doing youtube videos saying yeah i just got scammed on the uh, on the GameStop thing, I'm going to try and get my money back because of this. <laughs> you know, so, I think I told you this a few times before, Chris, but like way back in the day, back when they were EB Games, not GameStop in Canada, mm -hmm. at least. Uh, I, I think I told you this. I got like the Secret of Mana cartridge. Like someone just traded the in, that game in. Oh, and before they even 
like they sold it to GameStop. I like walk past them on their way out. I'm like, I see like a stack of Super Nintendo games under the desk. I'm like, what's that game over there? Secret of Mana. I'm like, oh, don't bother, don't bother uh, packing it. I'll buy it right now off you guys. How much do you want? They're, they're like, they're like five dollars. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I will. I, I, I tried. I tried to contain my excitement. I'm like, yes, I will take that off your hands for five dollars. <laughs> Thank you. I'll and take- I got. I got it. I'm like, what the fuck? I will just take that useless Super Nintendo game off you for five exactly, hours. exactly. I was like, this is like must have been like the last like week that they're like still accepting Super Nintendo games as trade-ins before like they were obsolete mm-hmm. as far as GameStop was concerned. But oh my god, I made up like a bandit that day. There was there was another game I don't remember which one. It was Secret of Mana and something else, but like something just as rare. I'm like, okay, I don't have the box or the instruction book, which is for me as a collector, I really do need them, but. For $5, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, $5 for a legit cart is still nothing to scoff at, especially like the Super Nintendo, uh, what do you call it? The Super Nintendo RPGs, which really kept value. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah, that's a a good deal. I think that was like a tangent off a tangent off a tangent, Chris. Maybe you should... Next Maybe story. we should go to the next story. It's not much other than, other than what was said. Yeah, sucks that most people get scammed, but I don't know how they're gonna make it right. Apparently, I think there was something in here saying that they're gonna try and make it right for those people, but I don't know how. Uh, because the guy like hacked their bot and got in, and that's why people thought it was legit, or one of the reasons why, because they got the the bot was hacked. And the NFTs were sold through that, and say, like, "Oh, um, I don't know why you would believe a bot. You didn't. There was nothing by the official server. The guy running the server saying it was legit as well. Like him not posting it, it was just through a bot. Seemed weird to me. Anyway, they got scammed. Sucks with them. Don't buy crypto. Yeah. Don't buy into NFTs. No." Despite what Butters from South Park tells you, do not buy NFTs, okay? <laughs> do, do not. Resist the urge. Yes. Uh, all right. Next story. <laughs> what do we got? Oh, Riot Games. So, Riot Games was kind of one of the first in the most recent, I mean recent since like, I think 2014 or 2018, to get in the hot water over um sexual harassment and physical verbal mental abuse yada yada in the company basically basically bro culture is what they call it right yeah the same stuff that was happening at or it's still happening at blizzard activision probably ea uh at rockstar games and i was gonna say right but yeah right ubisoft is the other one i was thinking of yeah um, they finally are almost ready to settle on a settlement worth roughly one hundred to one hundred twenty million dollars. After so long, the last I heard about this, they apparently still haven't changed anything in their company. But maybe they will finally start changing now that they're being forced to. In a way, uh. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we covered like the harassment, discrimination, whatever it was, like, like all, all the above. Uh, one of our first podcast episodes, I Chris. I think I'm so. Sure we where we did it was basically an update to the ongoing, where nothing yeah. has changed. 
or according yeah. to still to some people but yes so uh, yeah that that was a that was a long time in the making wasn't it like long time since i think about 2014 when the first when the news first broke i believe yeah and back back in 2018 or something I, something i forget something happened uh like something broke out like that made them really really I believe, take i believe that's when they were when the lawsuit was starting to get filed yeah I yeah yeah say. i i think so but like yeah, I think you're right. Like that's when like the lawsuit like gained traction, like became public news. I think around that time, and yeah, the fact that it lasted this long, and the fact that it was like a hundred million payout for the settlement, should tell you something, right? Yeah, uh, in, it tells me they have a lot of money. <laughs> yes, but in in retrospect, yeah. you know that settlement that Activision Blizzard just had like two or three months ago, they sold for eighteen million. These guys sell for a hundred million. So I, the settlement for Black Black Division for Activision Blizzard did it go through or is it still pending because of everything? Because no, they were trying to get stopped. It was the EEOC's suits against Activision Blizzard. Yeah, um, but they were trying to stop it because of what it would affect the others. So was there a confirmation of if it went through or not, or is it still? being looked at as if it will still go through or is it being blocked now? I well, I, I was going to say that's the EEOC suit. I, I kind of lost track of which suit was which when it comes to Activision Blizzard because there are several, right? So, yeah, I I can't answer that question because yeah, I, 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 I don't remember there being an official it's gone through because they were it was going to and then they were going to block it. The other group was going to block it because it would mean their a lot of their case would be falling apart, so. I'm only Whatever. bringing it up. As yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I yeah. just, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, basically, as bad as Activision Blizzard had it, Riot Games for them to pay like over five times the amount, and they're and they're it's still they're still selling in both cases. So keep that in mind. It's like equalized in that way. But yeah, the fact that they're selling for like over five times the amount kind of to tells you how much potential dirt that they had on them. You know? Oh yeah, like a. Right is agreed to pay roughly eighty million to members of the uh, lawsuit and another twenty million for attorney fees and other expenses. Um, what is the other thing here? I was actually going to bring up. Well, Right has agreed to have a third party approve. No, I'm sorry, a third. I misread this like multiple times when I was reading the story. I need to make sure I read this properly. Uh, Riot has agreed to having a third party that is approved by both Riot and the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing monitor or monitor the pay equity and eternal reportings for three years. So they're going to have a third party look over this stuff instead of having their in-house HR and other companies look this over for the next three years. So maybe that'll actually cause change to happen in the company. And that's that's as a company, not not necessarily as a person, but as a company, that's super embarrassing. It when is. the government basically has to be the ruling, yeah, it's still a settlement, but the ruling is still they they have to be doing this for three years. That's that's basically your parent looking over your shoulder and making sure you're you're not yeah, it's, fucking up. It's one step away from having the government looking over your shoulder at every single thing you touch. And saying no, 
you can't let that go bad basically (laughs) they're saying you're not good enough to police your own organization so we're gonna have to do it for you so yeah that's 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 kind of ridiculous that's got to that point and yeah as you said it goes to show you how how far gone they are in terms of being able to control their own people yeah so it's is (laughs) it is so bad but i'm really hoping this actually causes change to happen in the company for people who are on or on their their side like they've been pushing a lot of new a lot of new games coming out and like i think they just released uh, an anime i don't remember what it was, it was on netflix i think i don't remember what it was called but yeah they've been pushing a lot of new stuff and people have been like yay right they're putting out lots of stuff and it's like you do know you remember what they did right or have been continuing to do right people are like but the new thing i want to support the new thing like <laughs> people <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, with the Blizzard thing. Hey, guys, Diablo, whatever came out. The thing that's going on over here. Do you not pay attention? Yay, Diablo. Right. So, uh, anyway, I'm, yeah, I don't have much else. I just hope it gets better for them. You know, they didn't have to get pushed to unionization like a certain company maybe soon. But mm-hmm. it almost seemed like it would have been close. Like, and it took forever for this to to come to fruition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking, actually, that's a good segue. I think that story is done. But speaking of a certain company, Chris, we have a story about a certain company i wasn't speaking. sure if i was gonna put this on the docket and i was like there's <laughs> nothing to talk about yeah and we might I mean, as well <laughs> uh, here here's here's the thing like a former a long time former blizzard employee that's one of the reasons why i put it in yeah but he he was basically caught with his pants down like now like spouting wow this list is pretty big like pretty much everything under the sun so he's like anti-lgbtq anti-woman or female whatever you want to call it uh like anti-feminist i guess would be the correct term for that uh like he he calls people retards he has people he has things he doesn't like disabled people so like he hates everyone who's not the perfect human being oh sorry like i'm not saying males are perfect over women just like you know what i'm trying to say like he hates anyone that isn't a white straight male there you go thank you like when I, when I say perfect, I just meant like oh, like so if someone has like if someone can't walk, you hate them because of that. Like how much sense does that make? Like this guy was spouting a lot of shit on Discord, and people were taking screenshots. Well, at least one person went and they posted it on Twitter, and it's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal in general, but it's not as big of a deal because at the time back in May, he was working at Blizzard, although he's not right now. Like he quit. He quit before this happened. Yeah. So again, that's why I'm saying it's not a big deal in terms of like it's not adding on to the Blizzard story per se, but yeah, it just goes to show you like the the some not I don't want to put everyone under the same umbrella, but like it goes to show you the same or sorry, how certain people were like just who they are working at Blizzard. Like the fact that you have people like this as like a long, long time Blizzard employee until very recently, mm. that's 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 disgusting. Yeah, honestly. it shows just how much they were protecting him because there was lots of people in the company that knew he was like this. There's lots of HR reports about him 
Nothing was done about it. There was people talking about this and saying, he's been working at the company for so long, we don't know what he does other than browse the internet. What does he do? And right. he's going around like, he re he referred to women in this thing as like, that he didn't want them as part of the company, but at least they had great big tits. That's what one of his comments for the women who were working at the company. He thought people were stupid for wanting to to have this uh, an event for uh, disabled people and calling them retards for doing it. This guy is a huge misogynist, racist, um, everything, you know, just a big piece of shit. As I said, everything under the sun, he's against. <laughs> If, yeah. if, if if you're if you're not him, he hates you essentially. And for him to have been at the company for so long, they them finally getting rid of him. Like there's no way he wasn't at the company for this long without tons of HR reports against him. Yeah, and how long? Like that's the thing. Like the HR, like they're like essentially useless. Like let's see how long he's been working for twenty three years, and he was the company's web content designer apparently twenty three years. <laughs> And how many dozens of HR reports probably? There must have been lots. I I don't doubt it. But, but yeah. It, it, again, at this point, compared comparatively speaking to everything else that's been happening to Blizzard it's in the just last like, par. weeks and months, it's on par, but it's a very small part, you know? It is. It's, it's, it's pales in comparison to the bigger picture, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The fact that, he, that, that where he's working doesn't... like. It's not re really a news story. It's only it's only because a news story because he used to be a Blizzard employee. I'm sure if he's just some yeah. random guy, if if, if he was there for a short time, it also probably wouldn't have made it. But for the fact that he was there for so long, and nothing was done about it, also, <laughs> uh, I think I think the main takeaway from this is as I was trying to say is like the underlying issue is that you have people like this working at Blizzard. Yeah, that's it. That's that's pretty much it. But it was uh, Jessica Gonzalez. Yes, that's, I did say that name right. Who was posting these on uh, Twitter and such from Jeff Jeff Jeff? They said Jeff Jeff Fraser. So sorry, I'm I don't know if that's supposed to be Jeff or Geoff. <laughs> I assume Jeff. Uh, but yeah, uh, what a garbage human being. Next yeah. story, please. Yes, yes. Let's let's pretend he doesn't exist. Let's go into actually. Pretends... Oh, go on. Because he pretends everyone who's not like him doesn't exist or shouldn't. Shouldn't. But... Yes. I'm surprised he didn't uh, start spouting more hate crimes or something like that. Or... So I mean, he yeah, probably this... might have. But let's go into some actually some nicer news. That okay. So Chris, did you have a Game Boy Color or an original Game Boy growing up? You did, didn't you? Um. I did not. They were technically more my brothers, but I did steal them from him numerous times to play Pokemon <laughs> and nice. Dragon Quest. So <laughs> I did. I did have an original Game Boy, and then I had a Game Boy Color growing up as well. So this news kind of goes back to those days. So apparently, uh, it just got released that Nintendo had a plan for an expansion for the Game Boy Color, and it was called the Page Boy, and it was. Essentially, they're kind of ahead of their times, which is, I think, why it failed. But essentially, what it would do was bring the internet, email, and even live streams to the Game Boy Color. So 
basically what Twitch is right now. Yeah. I, well, I think live stream is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But, yeah, it is. It but is. Still, but basically, it would be more like you be able to watch a live, uh, not live, but stream a video to your system and watch it. Yeah. So more like YouTube, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, uh, I guess we can, Chris, if you don't mind posting this link on our uh, on our podcast episode, so people can see the screenshots for themselves. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, and it's actually so. This was brought um, to life by Liam Robertson, the uh, video game historian. He did a video oh. on this. Yes, I watch his YouTube. It's a really good YouTube channel. He he goes through the gaming history pretty much. Yeah, and they're very they're very informative videos. So yeah, um, it it was just what what ultimately yeah I can't talk. What ultimately killed it was just basically, I think it was just being developed for too long, honestly. Well, and that and it couldn't really turn a profit from what they said. From what yeah, we, it was supposed to use. The uh, radio technology, the same kind of tech that's used in pagers, which was around at the time, because the internet was still new. Not a lot of people would have access to it, especially. And, uh, oh, sorry. <coughs> Not a lot of people would be able to have access to it or have good access to it, uh, to internet, so they decided to continue with the radio tech. But then as they seen it while, while developing it, that the radio tech used in the pager tech would is still only available in certain regions in like the US and maybe some places in Europe and that's it. So a lot of places in the world still wouldn't have access to this to yeah. make it a very niche product product as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would have been cool though. It would have been interesting. Because... I don't see it I see it selling worse than the Game Boy Pager, which I only knew out of all the people who not the Game Boy Pager, sorry, the Game Boy Printer, which out of all the people that I know that have Game Boys, only one or two people had the the printer. And then I was like, oh, we could print something on it. He's like, yeah, I don't have any printer paper anymore. Or this is what it looks like now. And it looked, and the Game Boy Printer paper was not looking so hot after so many years. There's only <laughs> one reason why I wanted the Game Boy Printer. Print off because... your Pokemons? Yes, because once you get the all the Pokemon, which used to be the goal of the games before, before they changed everything. But like originally, in the first couple generations, at least the <laughs> the whole goal of the game was to get one of every Pokemon in, in your decks. And now, yeah, gotta catch them all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That used to be the catchphrase. But now, and then once you got the diploma saying congratulations, you got all the Pokemon from from the professor, you could print that on the Game Boy printer. I was, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool that they specifically programmed the game to, if you had a Game Boy printer, to be able to print it onto there. Like, like you just press like a button or something on the screen and just like would automatically do it for you. I'm like, that's fucking cool. But no, that's the only reason I wanted one. But <laughs> yeah, this that 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 would be my like, sorry, that would be my, like my real life achievement. Like before before achievements exist, I'd be like, hey, I have this piece of paper saying I got it. That's like my achievement right there. But go ahead. Yeah, this is. This thing would have been kind of cool to see. I just don't think it would have gotten as much use. Like Nintendo's obviously dipped their toes into different techs here and there. Stuff has come out, stuff that hasn't, yada yada, right? Like they yeah. use end up using this type of ideas in their 
next consoles over the years. Like, uh, the whole news kind of thing and such like that, people think could have been a contributing factor to to them doing the uh, Miiverse stuff, you know, where people post, and kind of like what you'll see on the Nintendo Switch, like you get little news feeds through there, or, you know, what would have become the uh, Nintendo Directs nowadays. You know, Nintendo giving you direct news from the company, right? Stuff like that. <laughs> and other other things like that. So they've kind of worked the stuff in, but they didn't think it would be worth it after all the tech going into it for it to only been released in certain areas. And it did take a while to try and get this out. By the time this would have been coming out, the internet was starting to get bigger uh, and things like that. So pager technology was starting to slowly get pushed out uh, out of the way in terms of, or in favor of, uh, in favor of internet, sorry. <laughs> trying to get my words out without stumbling too much. Yeah, I think I, I, I think that's it, honestly, for that story. What, what do you think? I think we I, kind of... I think so. If you want more information, go check out the Internet Historian's video on this. I'll do my best to remember to post a link specifically for this video. Because I, I think it will be worth checking out if you are into seeing a piece of Internet history that never came to be. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Um, so, Chris, that's all the stories we had. Like, half of these stories, there's only four of them. Half of them, I feel like, weren't really necessarily newsworthy, and we probably wouldn't have covered them on any other week. But It was so yeah. slow. There was yeah. really, really not much. Like, half of them I posted before we started, because I was like, we don't have much to say. <laughs> no. So, or not much to so, say. We don't have much this week. Not even, in terms of, like, even... Uh, anime stuff, not much has been coming up that I've been wanting to post for the last like month. There's been no stories of that. <laughs> like, you know? So, just nothing at all really to speak of. So, we did have a little segment we wanted to, I guess we kind of talked about before the podcast. It, I guess a lot of people kind of do this at the end of the year since it's usually very slow. It's our stuff we've done over the last year that we really liked doing story <laughs> thing that's that's one way to put it yes well because it's not just video games it's anything that we've that we've really enjoyed and wanted to give a shout out to and this isn't necessarily like a you know get stuff that has come out this year because if we did that i don't think we'd have much to talk about in terms of that because we've got big game backlogs of stuff that's come out like 30 years ago <laughs> that we go back to and play. So yep. it's going to be whatever we've done this year. We will shut out that we think is worth checking out. So I guess I could start for one. I want to say that like th probably my game of the year uh, would, I'm going to shout out. It would is uh, Metroid Dread. It actually is a game that came out this year and it's the first Metroid I played. It's, was a way, way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Since I've never played one, I thought it would be a bit tougher for me to play or to get used to the game, even though I had issues with it, you know, trying to do shine spark in that. Mm -hmm. But it actually wasn't like, yes, it's needed to get through the game, but it 
wasn't as difficult for me. I'm never going back to 100% the game. Screw that. I've seen what you've had to do or what you have to do to do certain uh, 100% uh, things in the game. And that's not for me, but in terms of story and the gameplay layout and such, it was a really, really awesome game. If you've never played a Metroid, don't worry about jumping right into this and missing story because you're told everything you need to know to start this game up and start it on a good foot. And it's just really, really awesome. And this story, Nintendo said themselves, concludes the storyline that Samus started way back in the first game, Metroid, like in, from 1987 or 88, I think, for the original Nintendo. So Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so she'll be in new games, but this is the end of that storyline, which if you play the game kind of makes sense, but it's kind of... I, I, told, I told this off-stream to Chris because I didn't want to spoil anything, but I, I, I have reasons for saying this, but it feels very strange. It feels, at the same time, Yes, this is the conclusion, but it feels strange and kind of feels like there's unfinished business mm -hmm. still. And some things were never explained. So, yeah, I do hope yeah. in the other games, like whenever, uh, not Dread, Prime 4. Prime. Yeah, 4? Yeah, Prime 4. Well, Prime, Prime takes place between the first two games. Yes, but there's still certain elements that you wish to be answered that they could elaborate more on, even in Prime. Just little bits of lore that they could still add in, right? It still won't give you 100% for what you and other people want for the, those bits of story, but it can help to lead people in the direction they want. I want a manga, though, that goes into these. Because they, they're doing the mangas for the Legend of Zelda series. They're just about to, actually, they're just about to finish, I oh, think, really? in Japan, um, huh. Twilight Princess. That one is about, is about to finish. I've got about two or three of the uh, Zelda mangas. And I think they're uh, fairly decent. And I really would like them to do that for for uh, Metroid. I don't know how, because it's more action-y and less story compared to Zelda. But I think you could do it. But I think that's a good way to do it, to add more story. To give you that, to flesh out more of that stuff. Yeah, and they've done it in the past for Metroid. Like, in the 80s or 90s, they, they, they've done Metroid manga before. Yeah, but I would I would like that more. I to see, because I don't think that the, uh, I'm pretty sure the Zelda ones have been selling well enough, I hope. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, Metroid Dread is my, probably my number one game that I've played this year. Surprisingly, surprisingly good for me. <laughs> I will interrupt for a second to say, also same for Metroid Dread, but I've been a big Metroid fan forever, pretty much. So, yeah, uh, definitely the hardest in if you look at all the five games, definitely the hardest. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, still really good. And they they introduced some new things that weren't in other games. So. All right. So, you got one you want to... Oh, are we like ping-ponging back and forth? Yeah, might so... as well. Um, let me think for a second. Uh, I guess... Even though I didn't finish playing all of them, the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, the, the sixth one still isn't out. They said back when they released the bundle like half a year ago, they said, oh yeah, all, all six games, the remasters will be out in 2021. Well, that was a fucking lie. I've been no, waiting, <laughs> so, waiting so 
long for six to come out. I was like, yeah. six is going to be up by Christmas so I can play yeah, right? during my time right? off. Um, so I, I 100% the first four on stream, but uh, I haven't played the fifth one yet. I haven't even started. So I'll, I'll have to do that on stream at some point. But, I'm, but I want to just give shouts to that. Uh, a lot of people are saying, why is it costing so much? I agree. For the, because that's why they only released it on Steam and on phones right now on mobile. Wait until it comes on consoles and then you'll get it for a reasonable price. But the price does not make the game bad. It just makes the game unaccessible, right? If you're looking at the game just as the game, I think they did a good job. Except for the fact that they cut out all the bonus content that they added throughout the various versions like, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And definitely loses a couple notches for me from that alone. And they're not perfect, but they're they're good. It I, would be I really like them. Cool if they were to do like an update at some point and say, "Here's that bonus stuff, and here's FF4, the after years." I doubt they'll ever do that, but they won't. That would they be won't. cool if they did that. <laughs> they're just gonna in five years. They're gonna release again some more games and call them the Super Remasters. Hmm. That's the way all fancy uh, have always been. It's like how many remasters. Like, if you look at the first game, there's like six or seven at this point in existence. Well, hopefully the Super Remasters are done by the guys who did uh, Bravely Default or um, Octopath. Because yeah. those are the only two that have worked with Square that I trust to do the uh, do those old games in, the, in like new pixel style or pseudo 3D style. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they've well, been really awesome. Back to you, Chris. Uh, what, what other cool thing? Another another thing I enjoyed actually. Uh, it's I wouldn't say it's a super great anime, but I am actually going to shout this out because I think if you like Yu Gi Oh, you should and the original series you should watch Yu Gi Oh Zero, the Forbidden series, which is the original Yu Gi Oh anime that never came out in North America it was never dubbed. If you don't know, they had Yu Gi Oh come out. The one I'm talking about was it 24 episodes series, and it was before the card game actually was created. Hmm. Um, so the series was focused around Yugi, you know, finishing off the puzzle, being kind of pseudo possessed multiple times by the spirit of the Millennium Puzzle. Similarly, similarly, just like what happens in the uh, anime that we got here, and. But the difference is that every episode would be a different type of game and different event that would happen. And the spirit of the puzzle was a lot more unforgiving to those that was picking on Yugi, his host. The other thing is there was no card game, really. It was very, very early in its workings. And the anime that we know as Yu-Gi-Oh! here is actually... The one that focuses around, around Yugi is actually known as Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelist in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, but Yu-Gi-Oh! The original was like the prequel to that. Uh, funny story, kind of, is that the original author got so many um, letters and stuff like that while making the original Yugi, Yu-Gi-Oh! manga about the card game. So he started to make the card game a little bit more uh forward in the anime had multiple animes based on the card game and him fleshing out the game because people kept asking how do you play this game i wonder how to play this game this this card game looks so cool <laughs> what are the what are the actual rules 
and the rules were I don't know the rules, so I'll just make up some bullshit in the manga. <laughs> imagine, imagine making a manga or like a story, and then making, and then it's all of a sudden surprise card game manga. Yeah, like getting <laughs> veered into that direction because and, of your fans. That's like very strange. And the reason why I'm gonna kind of shut out the original anime is that in the one of the weird things when you watch the uh, the anime we got, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, the one about the card game, is that everyone is already friends. The and so you get like backstories to how they actually became friends in this, and it makes more sense their friendship bond because you go through them a lot longer, and it also makes sense as to why Seto Kaiba is so obsessed with Yugi. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense in Duelist as to why after Yugi beat him in one card game. That's why he becomes so obsessed, he almost tanks his entire business to go after one kid, a high school kid. Yeah. But in the Yu-Gi-Oh! Menga, the original, he Yugi beats him in a card game. He become he doesn't become the king of games, but he beats the king of games, who I think is Seto Kaiba at the time. And then Saiba Seto becomes so obsessed with him. He hires hitmen to go after him, hires people who are experts at other games to challenge him, and he beats them. He becomes super, super obsessed with him to the point that he makes a death, the, the, something he calls death tea, like basically a death tournament, and invites only Yugi and his friends into basically games of chance. And like, there's a basically a tetris style game in which you have to climb your way to the top with, and hope you don't get crushed to death there's a light gun not light gun game a what do you call it paintball slash light uh, oh, laser, laser tag laser tag yeah. game where you actually get electrocuted to paralyzation if you get hit basically like all these games are meant to pretty much kill you or immobilize you so that seto kaiba can laugh at you that you are not the best at these games but Yugi and his friends overcome all of them. Like, and it's broadcast everywhere in Japan and the world of him trying to murder this this high school kid. It's like, what is wrong with you, Seto? And it makes sense as to why he's obsessed with him. If you slot mm -hmm. these episodes in, in between him losing the first card game and up to just before Yugi's grandpa loses his soul, it makes way more sense as to what is going on between those two characters and why he hates them so much. Yes. It's, I think it's amazing to go check it out. I think you can watch them all on YouTube and other various forms because you're not, I don't think it's on any le legitimate streaming site. I don't think it is. So go check them out if you have any interest of watching uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I think it is so great. <laughs> You? Me, me and Chris watched that together, actually. We so did. I was very I, adamant I on we need to watch this, since we want to watch the Japanese version of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. Duelist, which we will do eventually. But I was saying we need to watch this before we watch Duelist. <laughs> so for me, Spider-Man No Way Home. Can't say why because of spoilers. Awesome movie. Go watch it when it's safe, slash when it's on streaming services. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, back, back with, to you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, without going into spoilers, other than what you've seen in in the trailers, people uh, can't he can't say much because of, <laughs> because I of can't spoilers. say anything. I can't I can't even say how I truly feel because well 
I liked it. I can't say anything beyond that. I mean, yeah, you, like, you'll why, give it. Why I liked it. You'll give it more time before you even will speak of it. So, yes. Do you want other reviews of similarly how he feels? I guess just go check out other people who've actually done spoiler reviews of it, so <laughs> to get a better idea of it. But yeah, I guess if it's bouncing back to me super quickly, uh, Yakuza Zero. I played through that and beat it earlier this year. Have not turned on my PS4 since, or PS3. Huh. I don't even remember what consoles I get them all for. I think it's PS4, but I love Yakuza Zero. It was so, so great. So the Yakuza series is a, like, uh, open world, uh, I guess it would be modern-day beat-em-up. I guess is how you would more refer to it. Like, you run around, you get into random fights with with guys, all the combat is just beating up people with, with your fists and weapons you find on the street. <laughs> like, getting a gun is very rare, and you can't really lock on to enemies. Like, think of, like, you know, the old RE games, Resident Evil, where you'd have to turn your character left and right to try and aim your your uh, your shooting. That's basically the, uh, the lock-on system in this game. There isn't one. <laughs> so they make using a handgun very hard. Because they don't want to prioritize guns is like a big thing. And they're not big in Japan, so it makes sense. But the game is what I wish a lot of open world games would do, which is take the open world format, put it into a much tighter, smaller uh, form factor. Because this game takes place in like a four or five block radius in this tiny little section of uh, Kamurocho, Japan, which... I believe is a made-up place, but I don't know for sure. Sorry, I don't know. But, and and it fits in as much stuff as you'd find, like, in a lot of open-world games. Just in this tiny little area. You'd walk for 30 seconds and run into another side quest. Walk another 30 seconds and run into, you know, some kind of collectible thing that you need to get. Uh, I think it's really great for just keeping a lot of stuff with you. And them opening up more stuff as the game goes on or the continuations of quests as you go on. The game kind of whiplashes you, which is kind of one of the loving part points of the game, from very ludicrous, wacky, whacked out like side quests, like where uh, Kiryu will walk down the street and see a boy crying that his Dragon Quest game got stolen from him. Like Dragon Quest One, like because this is the first game I think takes place in like the early eighties. Like they don't explicitly say Dragon Quest, but based on the timeline, based on the this very very uh, breakout get, get, uh, Nintendo game being stolen, based on the creator loving Dragon Quest, everyone says it's it's Dragon Quest game that was stolen. It has to be, <laughs> but yeah, based on like this kid having his Dragon Quest game stolen from him, then. Kiryu going, that's weird. And then later on, seeing um, this bully, the, the, this guy, and this kid going, give me back my Dragon Quest game is like the second part of the quest. And him getting pushed out of the way. Kiryu going, you better, you know, cracking his knuckles going, you better give him back that Dragon Quest game. And then you get into a fight with him. And then the, the guy's like, it's not my fault. I just wanted to get this game for my kid for Christmas. And the copy I bought was stolen by some Yakuza thugs. It's like, what? And then you go beat up the Yakuza thugs. And the thug was like, I just wanted to be a good parent to my kids. Like, wow, you guys are just pathetic. <laughs> and it's all the same. Like, going from that to the next quest I do, 
where I'm having a showdown with a Yakuza boss member in the middle or in the bottom of the sewer where he's chasing me down with a baseball bat and a lead pipe. <laughs> and it's like, wow, from whack out, you know, very kind of wholesome storylines to a Yakuza member trying to beat the hell out of me in the sewer because I'm being framed by those Yakuza members for murder. Like the very serious to very whacked out kind of goofy storylines, like protecting a not Michael Jackson guy, what doing his thriller uh, kind of uh, a, Jap a Japanese version of uh, thriller where I'm protecting him from zombies and him telling me you actually have to beat up these zombies guys because they are actually going to try to beat me up. It's like, what? <laughs> why? It's like, I, I don't understand why you would want to do this. Like, oh, I, I want things to seem very real in my, uh, in my, in my movies and the music videos I shoot. So you're literally going to have to almost kill these guys because they are going to try to kill me. It's like, what the hell's wrong with these people in this city? Everyone here is fucking whacked out and crazy. <laughs> that reminds me of a uh, space, space Michael Jackson from shit space channel five. Yeah. It's it, it. It's <laughs> not, it's not Michael Jackson, but it is right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it is a really awesome series. I really think you should give like Yaksa zero uh, a, a shot. I think it's, I think some of the Yaksa games are on uh, game. They're Pass. They're all on game. Pass. But yeah, just, zero just give six. any of them a shot and play it for a little while and see if you like it because i think it's worth at least checking out the first little bit to see the see what the hell the series is about i love them mm -hmm. so much i've gotten i've bought all the games so far <laughs> and will eventually continue it seems Yakuza like it's one. right up your alley those sorts of games it is i i mean i like a lot of games made by Jap japanese developers anyway so but just everything about this is really really awesome <laughs> and you what do you have for us so i i would be remiss if i uh didn't bring up it takes two it won game of the year at the game awards about a month ago and for good reason it's i wish a lot more games were like this it's a two-player only game you can't play it by yourself you can't play with three people you need two people specifically but the game is good. There's there's like nine different worlds, let's call them, like different locations. And each location, you get a different mechanic. And the mechanic is actually different between the two people, the two characters in the game. So you play as a married couple, and basically you're on the verge of divorce. And then your daughter, she does mm -hmm. some magic with, uh, w w with a specific book. She wishes that her parents would be friends again and wouldn't go through with the divorce and then there's like a sentient book called dr hakim who i'm assuming is the <laughs> author of the book and he's he, he you know he's kind of like transformed well not transforms you because your body you see your body's like sleeping he like brings your consciousness into like the two dolls that your daughter made of, of both of her parents so yeah and you just it, 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 the game requires teamwork it's funny it's charming there's some really good mechanical sections where you have to like, there's some puzzle solving between the mechanics of the two characters. You have to use them in combinations in ways you wouldn't normally think about them. I don't want to spoil anything. That's why I'm talking very cryptically, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a wholesome story, but it's also, they're not afraid to say shit or like talking about killing squirrels or bees. Chris, as you saw in my stream, <laughs> the squirrels are the best. Yes. I love them so much. <laughs> there are some there are some really 
funny gameplay moments like Chris I'm not sure if you saw this moment but like the last time you're on this you you fight you fight okay one character controls like an airplane made by made out of the boxers of, of, of the guy and may the the wife and and the leader of the squirrels have a literally a mortal combat on top of the plane and you have to, like, steer I, yes, it. I did see you that. missed it He's, yeah I saw so, that on a different stream but <laughs> yeah so it's it's really it's really funny because like when I when I saw that first time I'm like oh my god like I like this game so much I played it already and I'm playing it with Mandy now on stream on my stream so shouts to Mandy she's still watching she the podcast right now <laughs> yes two shoutouts Mandy you get two of them so um, yeah it's it's been a real blast uh, if and the good thing about the game no matter where you play it or even if you buy it so let's just say I buy it doesn't the platform doesn't matter. Even though it's on Game Pass, but let's say you don't have Game Pass, if you buy it, and I say, "Hey, Chris, want to play with me?" and you say, "Sure," but you're like, "I don't want to buy the game." You're like, "Don't worry, it takes two. You can download like a friend's version for free." Now, the friend's version can only play like I, I haven't tried it myself, but they can only play with with someone who owns the game. But you can still play the game. You don't you don't have to buy two copies. It's amazing. One one purchase for two people. Yeah. That's that fucking awesome. Most game companies will not do the do that. I guess it's their way of doing like couch co-op, but also having the ability and tech resources to be able to do online. So they're like, eh, we don't need to squeeze people for money just to do multiplayer for a game that is focused on multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think you. Sorry, yes, I don't think you can play this game in single player. Can you? No, no, you can. It's yeah. impossible. The game won't start up unless if you have two controllers, and even then, you cannot. You can probably get a certain amount of the weight, but it's going to be like damn near impossible just, to like just wait play for the, game the by GDQ run when someone's playing single player with his hands and feet. Yeah, you'd have to be able to do that. Like, it's not feasible. Like, to, is it possible? Is it within the human possibility to actually beat this game by yourself? Yes. Would you want to do it? No, you would hate yourself. You would hate you would I hate mean, yourself in every fiber of your being for playing. I mean, it that way. I do want to see that as a GDQ run. Actually, I'm sure. I'm sure. As I said, it's is it possible? Technically, yes, but you wouldn't want to. Yeah. But yeah, but, it it yeah, looks amazing. Amazing game, Chris. Yeah, not up my alley, but it's definitely worth worth checking out. Any of the games made by that company in general, but yes, this one. I played <laughs> I played all of them. <laughs> Brothers was the first one, and then No Way Out was the second one, and now mm. this is the third one. I played all of them; they're all amazing. But anyways, back to you. I think this will be my last one. What was it? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. I can oh, do yeah. another one. Okay, Actually, I go. do have it. It's one that we haven't talked about yet, but um, season six of JoJo. Oh yes, so we watched that Stone as well. Ocean first <laughs> first part of the season. It's, yes, because I couldn't remember when when the last JoJo season came out. So I was like, I don't think I'm gonna put that on there because I thought the end of that was kind of nah. it was okay. It was good, but for me, man, yeah. I so far the beginning of JoJo part six with Jolene. Oh, it's really it's really good. The church is evil, awesome. as always. As always, the church is e evil in every movie and game. <laughs> but yes, it it is so so great. Uh, having watched watched through it, I can't wait for the next part. Uh, 
one thing that I've noticed, if you had noticed, this that season is very sped up. Like yeah, like every episode is basically a new, not really, not quite, but it's a new threat or a new stand, new character. Everything is done really quickly. Now, I do know it's sped up from from the manga, and things have been cut because Willie Madden on the, the Super Beast cast was talking about it, and the things that were cut aren't very important. Like specifically, one that he was talking about was the baseball episode, and when. And there's a lot more um, talking between Jojo and the guard because it seemed to me weird that the guard stops her from throwing the baseball and then she, you know, he's mm-hmm. like, you need to go away. He's like, here's money. And then they stand there for a long time as the others are talking and the guard is just still standing there holding her, her arm. It's like, are you going to take the money and leave? No. Okay, it's been like three minutes. Are you, you going to go? And it's like really weird. So I think there's supposed to be more dialogue there of them talking, but they sped it up. It still is great because that dialogue doesn't need to really be there. And I don't think that um, Netflix want to draw out things like they were done in like every other part. Because if you've watched the other ones, like part three, everything's taken very slowly, right? And part four, mm-hmm. very slow. Yeah. And then things start to pick up as action goes on. Whereas this is bam, bam, bam. Fast, fast, fast. We need to keep going. Keep the flow of the series moving. So maybe because they want to have a much shorter series or season compared to the others or series, I mean. So, but it still makes for a great watch. You're not really missing anything, but it's really awesome. Good animation. Good, excellent voice cast so far. Yeah, excellent. And I can't wait to see how goofy it gets because I know if something that happens in uh, a little bit of what happens in part uh, part seven. And okay, yeah, that goes places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely goes places. So I don't know how wacky six is going to go, but I've heard it could get it's going to get pretty wacky. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm counting on the days until uh, the the second half of the season comes out because God damn it, I love JoJo now. Yeah, JoJo's. Is so good. I don't. She's not my favorite JoJo because it can be hard, you know, for for anyone to beat uh, Jotaro. Jotaro, of course, Jotaro's the best. Obviously, <laughs> he, he's the best and doesn't afraid of nothing. But he's jo- like half. He's like in half the series too. But go ahead. <laughs> I mean, you think you think uh, Jonathan would have been there? He was, but he's only there for two and a half series, and in the last one, he's pretty much dying. So. <laughs> But yeah, Jotaro coming back again. I mean, I love it. And this whole series being about, you know, we need to bring him back. I need to save my daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, uh, don't phrase it like that, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's, it's really good. Really good. Really good. It, uh, that's really all I can say. You should, you should go watch it. If you've watched any of the seasons, specifically the ones about stands and have liked where that series has gone. You should continue it because my buddy watched the first two seasons and wanted the the series to continue where those two series were going, which was more about uh, your body energy and, you know, Haman and martial arts and stuff like make it feel like more like Dragon Ball or One Piece. Right. And then it went to stands immediately into part three. And he's like, I don't know if I like that. If a couple people had those spirit abilities. And but other people had weirdo abilities. That would be fine because it would still be in that in that thread. But everyone having sense kind of killed it for him. 
And I keep telling him, just watch, just finish part three. It's yep. all you, you just need to finish part three right now. Yep. Because it finishes off season one, basically. <laughs> if you recall, Chris, the same thing happened to me because we watched the whole thing together. Yep. Like up in, from the start to beginning of JoJo. I was like, I'm like, man, season two is really fucking good. Oh, I love season one. I love season two. And then season three, I'm like, what the fuck is it? Why did they make this transition? <laughs> and then now I'm at the point where I'm like halfway through season six. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine JoJo without stands now. Yeah, I kept telling you, you, you just got to keep going. Don't worry, just keep going. <laughs> push through, just push through. Yeah. It's really fucking awesome. And three has season three has some really good fucking fights with the stands that really make you appreciate them. I think one of my favorite ones was the dog versus the hawk. That was one, oh, one of my favorite yeah. ones. Yeah, okay. Because that... it's so fucking unique. It's so fucking unique. It's amazing. But anyways. Yeah, it's it, we're getting uh, unintentional. But yeah, that would be, I think, my last thing I could think of. Uh, a lot of that stuff was more recent, I think, that I brought up, but I tried to bring up some stuff from earlier in the year. It's hard to remember what I played and watched at the beginning of the year. So Yeah, same. Um, but that's I have a my couple. last one, so if you want to fill out to your last couple. So I wouldn't have played this game if it wasn't about... I always, always intended to play it on Game Pass, but I didn't actually take the plunge until it was about to leave, because they, they give you a two-week warning when the games are about to leave. I'm like... I need to play it. And I played this game. I, I, I'm going to tell you which one it is. Don't worry. But I played this game on my console. I'm like, God damn, it's a good does game. It I'm play have it some aura or, or is in it? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. And then I played it again on Windows because the achievement stack. So the game, River City Girls. Amazing fucking game. Even if you're not into anime, it's amazing. I love I love it so much. The, the charm, the humor, the combat, the it basically it's 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 like just like the other uh, River City Ransom game. It's kind of like a sequel to that. Not not really a sequel. That's not right. It's more of a spin-off if anything. But yeah, um it's awesome. The music is amazing. The voice acting is good. The the combat is really fun. I love it. And it's full of cameos too for both the voice actors who played the the characters and for like just like odds and ends characters like just like just some double dragon characters in this game including billy and jimmy from double dragon they they are the two dojo uh trainers in the game that's like you pay cash to learn moves but so yeah. basically it's like it feels like it feels like 66% brawler 33% rpg that's just my opinion <laughs> yeah there's uh, because... lots of cameos from a lot of the uh stuff that's considered now in the kunio kun universe which yes. also includes double dragon now. <laughs> yes, so. apparently it does because it has it has like two or three bosses. I'm not sure if you noticed from double dragon. I think Bo a Bobo. Yes, a Bobo, and it also you don't fight him, but he, uh, that guy with the mask that in double dragon when you beat him he like he 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 teleports out, but his mask drops in the ground. Yeah, I don't remember. He he plays a security guard before the second to last boss in this <laughs> game, so. See that this once you give him the quest item, he's like, "Oh, okay, you can pass." And then he just disappears, and his mask falls to the ground. And then it was, it was at that moment, like, oh, "That's who that was supposed to be," because it was on the tip of my tongue the whole time, or brain the whole time. I love when I'm like you, when you don't realize who someone is until like the last second. Yes. Like, oh my yes. god, I can't believe. Well, when they realize. give it away to you, it's like in case in case you're having an inkling, is that that character? Yes, it definitely was. Yep. So, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. There's a bunch of Easter eggs. Like, there's also an Arnold in that game. You can recruit enemies onto your team, and my favorite is like Arnold, and it's the best Arnold impression I've heard in my life. Yeah, like, I've it's heard so it. wacky it's... and off the wall. 
Oh my god, it's such a good game. I wish, and it's no surprise that not only are they making a sequel, but they're making a prequel to that game. They've both been announced. And I think the the sequel has no, sorry, the pe- the prequel has uh, a trailer already. So yep. that's how good of a game and how big of an impact it made. I can't wait to play the next few games in that series. I need to play them. So <laughs> you do. Uh, and then since I know you said you're done, and then the last shadow I want to give is the Hollow Knight. So Hollow Knight is a game. I've been putting off for like the last four years. It's a Metroidvania. It's the biggest map in the Metroidvania and the most challenging Metroidvania. It's a really fucking hard Metroidvania. The the hardest one I've ever played, but it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. And it's like Dark Souls in the sense that the story is very scattered. Like you get the gist of it. Mm. Not really. It's just, just like Dark Souls. To really understand it, you have to find all the hidden passages. Like there's like, uh, like, stuff you can read that's like maybe like a couple lines long because it gives you story some of the items in the game just like from dark souls give you some background of some information some lore and then it's 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 amazing i can't say much more than that but like without spoiling it so much but it's a really fun metroidvania not for the faint of heart it's not supposed to be baby's first metroidvania they do expect you to have some metroidvania experience before you play this so if it's your first one don't play it because it's going to be a little too hard. Not not just the game itself, but understanding how Metroidvanias work. They expect you to know how they work, mm. and they expect you to be good. Honestly, that's the I, I'm not I'm not going to be around the bush. They they do expect you to be good in the game, but it's a really good fucking game. There's like 42 bosses, even more I think throughout the entire game, and there's like hard versions of the bosses once you reach some of the DLC areas. So yeah, it's a really good fucking game. I still I'm that's my main game on my stream still. Just to give an idea, and I my one save file is like forty hours in so far, but wow, I'm playing it blind. That's... I'm playing it blind. Mm. So yeah, uh, that's it for me. Yeah, so, I, think I think that's it for both of us this week. Guess we'll catch you guys next time. You can follow us on our usual stuff. Oh, sorry, oh. I forgot one thing. So. One another thing is Disney Plus. The shows on there like Loki, like WandaVision. I haven't seen Hawkeye yet, but like all these shows were really fucking good. I really enjoyed watching them. But I'm a big MCU fan. So mm. anyway, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I just want to get that <laughs> one last one. Another quick shout out. Right yes, time. yes. Uh, but yeah, I guess you could check me out at on Twitter under C S C H A B A N G. That's C Shabag. YouTube under Mr. Prince Kaboom. I'm putting up some of my uncut live stream stuff or anything I edit up on there. I need to get back on that. I haven't edited for a bit, but it is a, what it is. And on what are we on Twitch? Yes, sorry. On Twitch, I stream what I can very early in the mornings, usually under Prince underscore Kaboom. And where the, can they find you? Uh, Twitch and Twitter, same handle, Zorb underscore Zex. And then, yeah, I have my Twitch has been like not dead, but like, you know, I still stream like once or twice a week, just not very consistent. Like, I, I used to be very consistent, but I need to get back into that. But, you know, with the holidays and, and now work and, and work, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing for work after a couple of weeks because I think they're going to hire me on permanently. So we'll have to see. My schedule may change again. Yes. I have no idea. So, do you enjoy I the can't... job enough that you'd like that? Yes, but they might pay me less because I'm through the hiring agency right now. So mm. if they pay me, if they hire me directly, 
hopefully they pay me at least equally. I so guess we'll see. you'll see in the future. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I said my schedule mm. may change. I may, I may get a new job from the hiring agency, not this one. So we'll see. So yeah, um, I don't want to make any uh, commitments, but I'll, you know, I used to be really good, but like I, I being consistent, which is really important when you're when you're a streamer. But unfortunately, had not been able to do that due to real life circumstances. But hopefully that can change. So yeah, hope I don't want to say on this specific episode when I'll be on Twitch because I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, I I have a Discord. So I usually post on there when I'm live and my schedule, comp- uh, upcoming schedule. So yeah, that's that's it for me. All right. You can check out our Discord too. We'll have links and such in the show notes, or at least there should be. And uh, I guess that's it. We're going to take off and watch some more Cowboy Bebop. Yep. And we'll talk so, about that when we're done. <laughs> when yes, we're done, the series. We're not quite done yet, but there's only ten episodes, so it shouldn't take us. Yeah, very we're long. only a couple in. So, but anyway, we're done. Well, goodbye. Yep. Have a happy new year, guys. Stay safe, and we'll see you in 2022. Happy New Year. Bye. <laughs>